You are all in for such a special treat today. I had the honor and privilege to interview three women who just have a heart and passion for the Lord and got to share that here on the episode. I talked to them about what their quiet time with the Lord looks like, if they even call it that, um, how they carve out time for the Lord in their busy schedule and really experience God and, um, and sit in his presence. So I was really blessed by interviewing them and, and their responses, and I know you will be as well. One of the things that is really unique about each of these uh, women is they're all walking through different seasons of life. So I have a 21-year-old. I have a mom with um, kids ages like 4 through 16. I have um, someone else who is in her later years of life but is just as busy as the rest of us. And so they're unique in that sense. But all of them have so much wisdom to share. So even if you are not in the same season of life that they're in, you will benefit from what they have to share and just um, how they have experienced God in their life and the breakthroughs and the goodness that comes only from the Lord. So I, yeah, I just am excited for you to hear from them. And without further ado, we will get going. Hey there, I'm Micah, and I'm the host of the She Pursues podcast. This podcast is designed to encourage and equip faith-based women who want to take an active role in developing their spiritual, physical, and mental health. You can expect meaningful conversations, interviews, and solo episodes that provide biblical truth and insight, tangible takeaways, professional advice, resources, and more. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast to be notified of new episodes, And if you leave a review, I will be eternally grateful. Reviews help keep the podcast visible, which gets this message out into the world. All right, so our first guest for this episode is Katie. So Katie, before we dive into what your quiet time with the Lord looks like, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and Um, Give those listening an idea of what stage or season of life you're in and what your day might typically consist of. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Katie Doherty and I am 21. I am currently a sophomore at WSU studying secondary English education and I'm minoring in religion. Um, uh, My day is a lot of, I'm doing 15 credit hours right now, so I do a lot of studying I oh, yeah, also that's work a lot. part-time. <laughs> yeah, it is. I also work part-time at Starbucks and I do both youth and college ministry as of now. And then, yeah, a lot of my time I, I mentor and hang out with my friends and work out, but that's pretty much my days. And yeah, just love to just spend time with God and, you know, whatever else just comes up. Yeah. Uh, what, would you say, or how would you say you feel about the season of life that you're in right now? If you could use a word to describe it or three words to describe your season. Yeah, I think it's, it's busy. I think that's probably uh-huh. the first word that <laughs> yeah. comes to mind just because it's always just crazy. I think there's, it's a season of growth. I think I'm just like growing into who God created me to be and just being a young adult and trying to figure out like, who I am, my purpose. And yeah, I would. And then I would also probably say passion because I'm really like learning what I'm passionate about and who I'm passionate about and just like digging deeper into my passion of Christ. And then, yeah, just learning other passions and how to, you know, apply that to the rest of my life. So probably those yeah. three words. Those are really great descriptors. I would say I agree with busy, like just hearing okay, sophomore in college, and then, you know, the things that you do outside with work and ministry. Um, But I would also say, um, you know, those of you listening don't know Katie, but I know her from church. And she's just one of those people, like her passion, she wears it on her sleeve, (laughs) or no, you wear on your sleeve, like, like, I see your face, and you like shine the love of Jesus. And um, so it's just so cool to see um, how you're involved in ministry and um, doing some of these different things, even though you have um, a lot on your plate and you're busy and that could maybe keep you from growing or keep you from um, mm-hmm. diving into these things that you're passionate about. But um, it sounds like you're just kind of embracing that ride that God's taking you on and, you know, letting him take you where he wants to. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's all about finding rest in him. Like yeah. even in your busyness, just coming to Christ and finding rest and peace and just like knowing him. So 
that's what yeah. I try to do. You know, I'm not perfect, but I know what <laughs> Jesus says. So. Right, right. We can get our all that we need from him. Um, yeah, so what does too. that what does that uh, quiet time look for you? And it may not be quiet, but just when you, um, you know, in the midst of your crazy schedule and all the things you have going on, like, how do you find that time to carve out time with the Lord? Yeah, absolutely. So honestly, I think that I go through seasons of consistency and then seasons of like not consistency, but I Mm -hmm. always, I always get to spend time with Jesus every, every single day, whether that's listening to a sermon or listening to worship music in my car, praying in my car, doing things like that. But if I like get my desired quiet time, it usually is just sitting with my Bible I like to either prayer journal or I also do a lot of deep study of scripture. So I will read like two commentaries and just pray scripture. And yeah, I'm very much like a nerd when it comes to the Bible. So I just love to sit and just conversate with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and just sit with my Bible. So I think either that or prayer journaling, honestly, it changes all the time, but it also is very interesting every time I do it. Just because I think I get to, I don't know. I just think it's, I think like the older I get, the more I learn that like there's so many different ways to spend time with Jesus. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just incorporating no matter what, I know that I get to spend time with Jesus every single day, whether, and I try not to be as strict about whether that looks like just sitting down, reading my Bible, listening to my Bible, worshiping, listening to sermons or whatever. I just want to get that time. Yeah, that's so true that it can look, different and it may not like fit into this little box of like it has to be this way you have to do this during yeah. your quiet time um I'm in a Facebook group for this company that sells like devotionals and different bible studies and things like that and so a lot of the women in there have been posting um you know oh here's my you know quiet time spot in my in the corner of my yeah. house like it might be a cute little chair they have like a basket of um devotionals and then you know some other people have popped in there and they're like just remember ladies like it doesn't have to look like that. It can be in the car. It can be, you know, when you're walking through campus or when you're doing these different things. Um, my friend the yeah. other day too, she posted that her prayer time that morning was in the bathroom. <laughs> it's like, yeah, God you wherever you are and God's wherever you are. And it's not a matter of like, yeah. okay, I have to read through the Bible in a year or I have to yeah. um, you know, read three chapters or my time's not done. Like let God mm, like, kind yeah. of show up and do what he wants and, and, and let it be, Amen. Like it can be fun. It's like when you were explaining that of like, oh, commentary or like doing different things, like it sounded fun, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it just, yeah. it's okay for it to change up. So I think that's really cool that you've been able to yeah. embrace that. So, yeah. Um, how do you navigate that with, with your schedule? I mean, you kind of already mentioned that, you know, you meet with Jesus anywhere. So would you say that's your answer? Yeah. Or- I, I would say that. I think that yeah, I try to prioritize doing that Bible time every day. But if it mm-hmm. like is just so crazy, then I will do like those things. Like I said, like worshiping, listening to sermons, maybe when I'm at the gym or like whatever. Honestly, like whenever I can get time with Jesus and like mm-hmm. even just like you were mentioning, conversating with him throughout the day. Like yeah. I think one of my one of my favorite quotes is like, I never pray for more than 30 minutes, but I never go more than 30 minutes without praying. And Uh so that's just like kind of my model for my life is I just want a very intimate relationship with the Lord and Mm -hmm. just like in every area, every step I take. And, you know, I'm very, you know, I'm very human. So I I need him like every moment. And I constantly find myself praying throughout the day, just asking for help and, you know, just asking him to intervene. So I would say both prayer, worship, and usually like if it's ideally, I would love to just be like in my room sitting with my Bible or getting Mm -hmm. to be able to like prayer journal. I love doing that a lot. So any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you mentioned it's just a relationship of getting Mm -hmm. to know him and like really connecting with him. You know, it's not this thing that you have to do. I think that too comes from like really knowing Jesus and like desiring him and wanting to know him more like that passion and that drive, I think comes from that desire so would you say Absolutely. that you've like always had that desire to, you know, grow closer to the Lord and know him or has that developed, um, you know, over the years and over time? Yeah, I think honestly, I did not find the Lord until I was about 14. 
but it mm-hmm. was kind of one of those things for me. It's like, I think there's a verse. It's like, I've tasted and I've seen that the Lord is good. Uh, and that was yeah. me. And i never can be the same. Like after I encountered God, I was forever changed. Like when you truly believe in the living God and you believe in the Bible and you believe in salvation and you believe everything, I think it just changes a person. So mm-hmm. I don't know, like after that moment, I first encountered God, I did desire to be with him. I desired to see his kingdom on earth. And I've just been, even at a young age, I was just on fire for God. And it was just like, because I saw him and I knew him and I saw that he was good. And so now my life is just to serve him. And Mm -hmm. yeah, just, it keeps growing too. Like, especially when I abide and, you know, steward that fire, it continues Mm -hmm. to grow. But I think, and I do think that like people can steward that at a young age. And that's kind of what I hope to do with my life is to encourage both like college students, youth, anybody that no matter how old you are, who you are, that you can, you can abide in God and you can have that like burning passion that sets wildfires for the Lord. Yeah. Any, at any age, like I grew up in a, in a Christian household. I mean, I asked Mm -hmm. the Lord into my heart when I was five, but like, I didn't have that experience. Like I didn't, experienced Jesus. I just knew I was a Christian and I went to church and I learned Bible stories. And so I like, it took me a long time to really, um, have that like really personal encounter with the Lord. And like, I'm kind of the same way, like that completely changed me. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, like that doesn't have to be like everyone's story. Like you can experience Jesus, like whenever, you know, (laughs) whenever you reach for him or whenever he finds you and, um, going to him and like asking him to like kindle that fire in you or, um, kindle that passion. And, and I, I also like what you mentioned about like stewarding that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes with our quiet time, like it can be a little bit of a, of a discipline of like, okay, I need to steward yeah. like, the time that I have. And then the more, again, the more that you do that, and the more that you sit with Jesus and experience him, like, and abide in him, like the more that just flows out, you know? So like for those that, those of you that are listening, if you're like, oh, I just, I don't feel like I, I feel that like, I just want to remind you that like God is there, he's with you. And so like, just take the time to like go to him and even share like your doubts or, you know, your worries yeah. and, and just like God want God knows that you're going through that. And so he wants to hear it. Like, it's okay just to talk to him about, you know, how you're feeling. So I love Katie though, that you just have that heart for, for young people, um, just to be able to, oh. um, share Jesus with them. So what would you say? Like one final, I guess, word of encouragement what would you give to those listening if you were to leave them with that? Like um, how they can prioritize the time with the Lord or if they're struggling to make it a habit or really like feel that fire for the Lord and passion. Uh, what would you say to them? Yeah, I would say that the Lord desires to use you and he's mm-hmm. calling you and he desires to spend time with you. And I think when you realize that the Lord cares for you and wants a relationship with you and desires to use your life, I think that changes things. And sometimes it just takes one step for your whole life to change. It takes mm-hmm. like one step to get to spending time with Jesus and to get one call, one time listening, one, you know, one step in obedience. So I just encourage everybody take that step, not only for yourself, but the people around you, because our God is a God that changes generations. You know what I mean? So yeah, I just encourage people. God is good. And yeah, and you are here for a reason and God is calling you and he loves you. Amen. Yeah, that's so encouraging. And it, that's where it starts of really believing God. He has a purpose for your life, you know, um, and not uh-huh. everyone believes that. And so um, I just thank you for that encouragement. I know that there's probably someone yeah. on this, you know, listening to this right now that like needed to hear that. Like God has purpose for you. He's called you. Like he's yeah. calling you in. So thank you so much for that. And for your time um, on your birthday to <laughs> spend time with us. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, anything else that you want to share before I close or? Yeah, I think I'm good. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. So next I have Brie Wallace here with me. And Brie, before we dive into what your quiet time looks like, can you tell us a little bit about you, the stage or season of life you're in and what your day might typically consist of? Sure. Um, Okay. So yeah, I have six kids. I've been married almost 18 years this next week. Um, 
congratulations. Yeah, thanks. It seems so much longer and then also short at the same time. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, so, our, yeah, our oldest is 16 and our youngest is four. Um, and then I also own a business, so I work um, outside the home as well. It's a kind of a part-time gig, but I own it, so it ends up becoming a full-time job just because of the responsilities. So, yeah, we have a busy life. I would say I hate using that word. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it's a popular word that we use right now in our culture. It's just that we're busy people. So you have a lot going on. <laughs> you have a lot of kids, wide variety of ages. Um, with that being the case, what does your quiet time currently look like? And does it look the same every day or does it vary often? Do you ever miss days? Like explain what that might look like. Yeah. So um, in the last year or so, the Lord just has really shown me um, just some areas that I need to improve in. And so he's, he started uh, just showing me that I need to get up early in the morning before anyone else is awake. And so mm -hmm. um, otherwise I'm just like, not like I, I say it, like I'm not a safe place if I don't get up and just have some time before all of my kids. And I know you, Micah, you, you're an early person too. So you get, you get this, but right. Um, yeah. So right now I'm pretty consistent with that is getting up uh, before my kids get up and get going for the day. And, um, right now, currently the Lord's just been showing me, you know, that I am kind of, my mind is consumed with thoughts and it's in the beginning of the year. So I know like many people, we have goals, we have, uh, things that we didn't accomplish last year. We have all of these things going through our minds and, you know, the beginning of the year and the Lord has just shown me that, it's consuming me. And so I'm actually spending a lot of time just sitting before the Lord, you know, in the Psalms, it talks about even silence is praise. And mm -hmm. so just petitioning the Lord and saying nothing mm -hmm. <laughs> is powerful. And so right now I'm spending a lot of time just trying to get my mind clear in his presence and just, just being still. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's what my that's what my quiet time looks like. It's pretty hard because it's a discipline, you know. Um, and we, I'm a multitasker, so um, like many moms and women in general, we just get into our quiet time. We have a thousand things go through our mind at the beginning of the day, and so, oh uh, yeah, it's quite the discipline. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I love what you said about just sitting and listening, and that's that's praise, and that's your time. Because yeah. beginning of the year or really any time of the year for a mom, it, it's busy and we have these thoughts and what we have to do today. And we might be going to the Lord of, okay, what do you want me to do? Or what goal do you want me to set? Or what do I need to be better at? Yeah. And sometimes we can take, he wants us to take that step back and just listen to him. But that was, it sounds like that was directly from him of like, here's what I want you to do. Like yeah. sit and listen and stop talking yeah, sure. and stop thinking, you know? Sure. Um, so that's, that's great. What, um, so the morning time is new for you. Has, have you done that before or is it brand new or like, what does that look like as far as over the course of your life? Um, yeah, I mean, I was raised in the church and so, you know, my idea of quiet time or, you know, study time, whatever you call it. Yeah. Quiet time, probably, uh, always looked a certain way growing up. Like you needed to have your Bible and you needed to have your journal and you needed to have the great book that you were going to learn and glean from. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, that would, it just seemed like such a task to me and, um, an obligation, you know, in my younger twenties and stuff. And I remember always being like, yeah, I really need to get in the word or I really need to, I really need to get, you know, have my quiet time. And it, it was such a duty when I realized that my quiet time is, actually not so so much about me growing in my faith and as it is about just like adoring the Lord mm -hmm. it changed it changed like substantially and so it's probably like two and a half three years ago when um I was just desperate you know desperate people uh, Bob Sorge says desperate people don't say things like um I just don't have time or mm -hmm. you know desperate people get to that place and and I think that was where it was for me it's just I was desperate for the real thing, you know, and um, I wanted to really know the Lord and be known by him. And so that's when it kind of changed for me. So probably I would say it's been over since before COVID. I've been getting up early and just having six kids in general. It's just loud and there's a lot and there's expectation and responsibility all day long. And so, you know, all the way till your head hits the pillow at night. And so I realized that that's the place where I'm going to meet the Lord is when I'm alone or you know, sometimes it's in my car driving because we live out in the country. And so driving is a great place for me to 
spend with the Lord. I don't listen to music when I'm alone and I don't have the radio on or whatnot. And I just, you know, process with the Lord that way too. But yeah, for sure in the mornings mm-hmm. early. Yeah, <clears throat> that's good. And, you know, I think some people get stuck on like, it has to be same place, same time every day. And that may be what you're being called to like, okay, this early morning, this is the only time I'm going to get it, get sure. it in. And, sure. and I'm desperate for it. Like, this is th- like, you almost long for yeah. that time at some point mm-hmm. um, and look forward to it. But at the same time, like it can get outside of the box. You can do it during those drive times or you can do it in other times. Right. But again, getting to that place of, okay, where is God calling me? And when can I, you know, squeeze this in and, and be quiet. Um, sure. That's really nice when you're able to carve that, you know, that time out. Yeah early in the morning, but it is a discipline. And I'll go back to what you mentioned earlier of, you know, it takes intentionality, especially getting started um, or when you're tired or you might have days where you don't feel like it, you know, or, um, or things get in the way. But at the end of the day, it's like, you just want and long for Jesus and just come back to that place. Um, But it's a practice. And also the idea of it being a, a task. I hear that a lot too of like, oh, I have to spend time with the Lord or I have to get through this Bible reading plan. And it, it tends to feel like a chore if we look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I've told or have encouraged people to, you know, ask the Lord, like, give me that desire to just right. seek you, just to seek you yeah. versus to do it as something to check the box on. Yeah. So it's good. What has been the shift from going to, you mentioned kind of earlier growing up in the church, the shift from, okay, it's a task to now um, I'm doing it just because I long for the Lord. Like what has that looked like in your life? Yeah. Um, You know, I, growing up, it's a a lot, it was a lot about, um, you know, that it really was a lot of duty. It was like knowing about the Lord, knowing the word. It was almost like, a race to see who could have the most knowledge and all of that, you know, and, and that goes, mm-hmm. goes flat without experience. And um, I, I think the desire to experience and encounter the Holy spirit um, for real mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and not just read about it or know about it, but it, you know, this, this year, the desire of my heart is to actually experience the word um, living mm-hmm. and active. And so um, to experience um, the Holy spirit truly. And I think that's when things changed for me is I, I didn't just desire to <clears throat> read the book in a year and all the Bible. I didn't just desire mm-hmm. to read all of the, you know, the epistles, all of that stuff. I didn't, it, it was more about where are you Lord in this and how, how can I get to know you better? And so that's when it became relational and that's when it changed for me for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What have you seen change like around you just in your relationships or what God's doing in the places you, you know, where, what you're a part of, like, what have you seen God do since you've made that shift? Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the that's- greatest, desi- <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say that's a really big question. So that's a huge question. I didn't, I didn't prepare you for that, but uh, that's okay. Um, I think you know one of my one of my personal things is I I want to hear from the Lord. Like I want to mm-hmm. hear from the Lord to hear from the Lord, but I want to hear from the Lord for other people too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's just it was it became really important to me to hear to to shift in that has changed a lot of things because I want to hear the Lord for my kids. I want to hear the Lord for my spouse. I want to hear the Lord from, you know, the people in our church or the place that I work. And, um, that desire has shifted a lot because, you know, I wholeheartedly believe the Lord's words says, when you seek me, you find me. And if Mm -hmm. I'm seeking, I'm finding, and I'm, and the most, you know, I have a friend who's like, Oh man, I, I, I hear the Lord speak to me through the word the most. Mm-hmm. And that it it changed me. I was like, wow, how you know? Because I I feel like when I read the word, I don't understand half the time, <laughs> right? <laughs> but then you know, the Lord speaks to me differently. And when I'm really in tune, you know, a lot of times it's in worship. I just I'm able to just kind of be uninhibited in those times of worship that you know, musically in song. And so mm-hmm. I hear the Lord speak to me a lot right there. And I'm I'm leaning in. And when I'm leaning in, that shifts things. It shifts the atmosphere of my home. It shifts mm-hmm. the atmosphere of my relationships um, at work and whatnot, because I'm, I'm pressing in and leaning into the Lord and saying, okay, today, what do you have for me, Lord? Where can I see you today? And, you know, and so that's, that's where things have changed. It's changed how I parent. It's mm-hmm. changed, you know, just a lot of things. So, yeah. Yeah. That- it's so cool to see what he, 
just that he's there like waiting for us to lean in and he's going to speak to us in whatever way we are designed to take that in. Um, And then, like you said, that creates the atmosphere and the environment, um, you know, just to cultivate that spirit of the Lord and the presence of the Lord. So so because if we're looking for him, you know, if we're looking for the Lord, we're going to find him wherever. And I mean, wherever is a really broad, you know, it's, it's bigger than our 10 mile radius of life. It's right. It's where we are going to find him if we're seeking him. So Mm -hmm. anyhow. So true. What, um, what have you done on days where you've have found a struggle? Like if you're tired or you struggled to get up or, um, like what is, do you feel like, Oh, I missed that time and feel frustrated by that. Or what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, just like your relationship with, uh, your, your spouses, if you're married is, is not a, you're not checking in and seeing how are you doing today, honey? Are you okay? You know, you, you might not get right. that like morning snuggle every day. Um, but it, it's not about that. It's not about a steak dinner every day, even with the Lord. Like he's, he's like, I'm going to give you little chicken nuggets along the way, you know? And right. that's, that's just how it is. Like I find when I'm on vacation, like the most difficult time ever to really get with the Lord. I always take my Bible. I always take all the things that I think I'm going to do. And then the Lord's just like, or you could just enjoy, you know, the word says, just enjoy living, enjoy mm-hmm. living, enjoy the life I gave you. And we have a really hard time just enjoying what the Lord gave us, you know? And I think that is something that just, that needs to be a little different anyway. I, I need yeah. to go back to your question, but. No, um, that's okay. That's good. Because yeah. I, I just hear that a lot. And, and I know I've struggled with it in the past as well, but oh, I didn't get my Bible time in and I feel guilty or I feel like I'm going to miss something from the Lord. And yeah you know, I had that same experience when I went to Mexico last year with my mom, I brought my Bible and my, you know, I had my morning time, my consistent routine. And I, I mean, I read my Bible a little bit when I was there, but it wasn't like my normal quiet time at home, but then God spoke to me in other ways. And we had these conversations and it was just, um, it was just a different way of spending time with him. And so, yeah, just getting out of that, that box of like, it has to be a certain way is really freeing and just, letting God speak to you in different ways. Right. So yeah. Um, what final word of encouragement would you give to those who are listening, who want to prioritize their time with the Lord, um, but just struggle to make that um, a habit or maybe struggle with those feelings of um, guilt of not getting it in? What would be yeah. one word you'd give them? Um, yeah, I just, I think that we, we like to, you know, we do put the Lord in a box just because it's, it's what we know. It's like, we do what we know. We do what culture does. And the Lord is just so multifaceted. I think, you know, he, he understands us and he gets us and he, he sees all the things that we're involved in and doing. So it's not like he's over here having an expectation for us. That's outside of what we have going on in our lives and he's not aware. And so I think just realizing that the Lord is really aware of what we have going on and how busy Mm -hmm. we are and, Uh, what areas of life we are lacking in and Mm -hmm. that, you know, I, I heard it explained one time that the Lord seeing the Lord, he's like multifaceted, but it's like looking through a kaleidoscope and like every single time you're in the presence of the Lord, you're experiencing him and encountering him like that little kaleidoscope just changes one time. And so Mm -hmm. every time we go back to the Lord, it's a different, it's a different taste every time. And it should be because it'll Mm -hmm. get, you know, to begin mundane, it'll become routine and it'll, it'll, it's not going to taste as good because we're making it into something. But when we are open to the Lord, just speaking to us in a different way every day, sometimes it's in the car, sometimes it's through our kids, sometimes it's through our neighbor, or sometimes it is us being just quiet and still before the Lord. I think that's just one, um, that's just, that's really just one way that we can spend time with the Lord and know him and hear him in our day. I mean, he can speak to us through nature, whatever it may be. Um, Mm -hmm. I just think if we're, if we're looking for him, we're going to find him. And I, my encouragement is just to look for the Lord all day long. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Not in the hour in the morning or in this one little time that you're sitting in your chair with your coffee and Bible. It's anytime, any day. So if people ask me that all the time, like, how do you do what you do? You know? And I'm like, how do you stay like, I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm looking for the Lord in every moment of my day because that's yeah. how much I really need him. Every moment, every relationship, yeah. every single one of my kids, I need the Lord 
in the middle of my relationship with them because quite frankly, I'm human and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not awesome all the time. I'm not always a great parent. And, you know, that back to the very beginning of what I was saying earlier is we let things consume our lives, our weight, mm-hmm. our, our need for this, our, that, our goals, our, you know, I love being a very intentional person, but sometimes my intentionality becomes my worship mm-hmm. because I'm, seeking self-improvement. And when we're intentional with the Lord, we want what he wants. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of where my, my heart this year is going towards like, I want what the Lord wants. I want to be intentional in all these areas, but I really want the Lord to get the glory in it. Mm-hmm. Not me, you know, what I'm, does yeah. that make sense? So I just yeah. encourage people in that in my own, those are for my own self too. Those are, those are words for me. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. preaching that to myself, but yeah. So. Yeah. And if they're leaning in, like they're going to hear their own word or, you know, those sure. listening or myself, like we hear our own word of like, absolutely, it's going to lay these things on your heart of like, here's what I want for you. Absolutely. <laughs> and that might look different. And, and everybody's um, is different and it should be. And the way the Lord speaks to us is going to be different. And, and that's yeah. like, that's because that's who he is. He created mm-hmm. us differently, you know, and to hear him differently. And, and that's a beautiful part of the Lord. We have this connection to him. Um, but we also hear the Lord differently. And I think that's, what's most inspiring to me is hearing other people and how the Lord speaks to them. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, I, I kind of might want that too, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool to hear about. You're like, he is so multifaceted. That word yeah. that you said was so, so true. Yeah. Um, it's so neat. Yeah. So I thank you for sharing your, yeah. just your wisdom and your insight and your heart. Well, thank um, you for having me behind that. And, uh, and yeah, thank you again. Yep. All right. Thanks. All right. And my final guest is Nancy, who I consider a mentor of sorts since she was one of my mentor moms when I was a part of mops a few years ago. Um, but I will let her introduce herself in a little more detail. So Nancy, first of all, thank you for being here. Um, would you introduce yourself and share just what a typical day looks like for you? Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. And yeah. uh, my day is just a little different than most uh, women my age, I would say. Uh, it Every day is different. I don't have uh, a schedule that I can rely on. Uh, I am... Uh, managing, helping my daughter manage uh, 140 uh, apartment units. And that takes a lot of time and you don't know what's going to happen on what day, along with uh, just being involved in ministry and desiring that because of how I just, God is so important in my life. So that's kind of uh, what it is. I am a mother of uh, four children, three girls and a boy, and grandma of 11. My husband passed away three years ago, and uh, so I live by myself, but I have a full life and and enjoy life. Yeah, that's great. You have um, the joy that you can find in anything, it, it seems like, and I think you carry that well, too, um, just the joy of the Lord that I see in you and part of the, the reason I wanted to ask you to come on. Um, but I would say that, yes, you're busy and have a lot going on. So um, we are talking about, you know, just that, that quiet time with the Lord. And some people may call it the secret place time or, you know, quiet isn't always what, what people can get with that. But um, whatever you call it, what is your time with the Lord currently look like, especially with you having a kind of a crazy schedule and not knowing what that day is going to consist of. How do you fit that in? Yeah, it actually, I don't fit it in. Um, I don't have a quiet time to have a quiet time. I, I am drawn into God's presence at different times. The last three uh, nights, he's waking me up at like three 30 and we've had, some really sweet times together. Since my days are, you know, crazy, whatever, I like to start my mornings just really focusing in on the Lord. And I use that sheets giving 15. It kind of gives me focus and praying together. Uh, And so I start that. 
But one thing that uh, for me personally, it's like uh, Jesus is my friend. And so he's inside of me. I take him wherever I go. So I'm in a constant conversation with him throughout the day. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so there's lots of what I could call quiet times where you're just really centering in on him. And uh, so I, I'm a little different than most people, I guess. There have been times in my life when things were all scheduled and everything, and I would either get up in the mornings and uh, have that time, or especially my best time is in the evening. If I'm gonna give God my best time, uh, then it's in the evening. I don't wake up uh, you know, ready to go, but in the evenings, I, I could stay up all night. I'm a, just an evening person. So I do that and I, I love his word. So it isn't that I uh, have to schedule that time. Anytime that I have an opportunity, I will pick up his word and read it. And uh, sometimes it's a lot and other times it'll be a couple of sentences and he's like, you can stop right there and listen to what I just said. You know? So I don't know if that answers your question, but. It, it does, it does. And I, I, I wanna point out a couple of things that you said. So one, the evening being you know, your favorite time when you really are gonna have that opportunity. And I think so many of us get caught up in this, okay, it has to be in the morning or it has to be the first thing you do for the rest of the day. And one, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think it's whenever you can do it, but also I just, I love what you shared about like Jesus being in you and it's a constant conversation. And, um, like I've gotten to the point now where, um, I used to leave my Bible in one spot and now I have to kind of carry it around with me. Cause I'll be, you know, with the kids in the afternoon and then something will pop in my head and I'm like, Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, or if they're busy doing something, I'm like, what am I going to do? And I'm just going to open my Bible instead of scrolling social media or something. So, you know, it doesn't have to be this 30 minutes. Here's this quiet time that I've carved out and then you're done. Like it's, it's more of that relationship. And so I love how you share that of, it's just a constant thing. Jesus is my friend, you know? Um, and, and I think that's where, where I think we tend to get caught up in that of like, I have to have this 30 minutes at this time of the day, or it doesn't happen. Um, but I think we have a little more freedom in that, in the fact that Jesus is with us, you know? Um, yeah. So I love that you shared that because like Jesus isn't in a box, right? So it's okay for us to get out of that box too of, of what our time with him uh, looks like. So um, you did mention that it hasn't always been that way. Like you used to have a, maybe a morning time. Um, so how has it kind of changed over the years? Is that because of your schedule or just how your relationship with the Lord has changed or... Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe both. Uh, you know, my testimony is that I, there was a lady that moved into our farming community from Illinois, started a Bible study, and just, uh, she met all of my reasons I couldn't attend, and gave me a Bible that was a modern translation. I'd never really read the Bible, and I, when I got into that, I loved it. And so I just would spend all my day. I mean, I really did. I, I would just sit and read and read and read. And that's how I came to the Lord. And then I had little children. Um, so that was kind of, it was a part of our day. And um, the olden days that had cassette players, uh, somebody had given me the New Testament and I would play it all day long. Uh, my children would be playing and I just would play it all day long. And to me, it it's that embedded word. It gave God a chance to just embed that word within my heart and in the hearts of my children. And so that's just one thing that I, even now, uh, when I go to bed at night, usually I will put on a Bible uh, app and it can go for a couple of hours or sometimes it goes all night. And I just love that because I'll wake up and hear just a certain thing that I know God woke me up to hear. 
And so uh, the Bible is really, really, really important in my life. And when my children were then in school, uh, there was a period, a long period that I would get up at 4.30 in the morning, which I had more energy then. <laughs> but uh, I would get up and spend time because I knew that once they were up, it was go, go, go. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it has been just kind of where I'm at in life after we went through the empty nest part and I still was working, uh, that's when uh, I would listen uh, to some of my favorite teachers getting dressed. That's always a good time, you know, when you're mm -hmm. getting dressed. But then at night, uh, I would just sit, uh, I remember lots of times sitting by the heat vent and just reading for a couple of hours at night, just because I love it. And uh, that's not saying anybody else has to do that. That's just where I'm at. And uh, so that's kind of where I've been at. Sometimes uh, it involves more prayer than other times. You know? And a lot of times it's as I get into the word that I'm prompted to pray about a certain thing. And so that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, it's neat just to see how how it's changed over the years and just in the way that God's leading you and just, you know, it doesn't always have to look the same way. Um, you know, I tend to get, I, I like the morning, like the morning is my time, like where, like that's where I can put forth my best. And so yeah. that's usually like my focus, you know, reading time and things like that. Um, but like, I'm finding that I'm like wanting more of it, you know, like just, okay, like have it playing in the background. Like that's, that's a great idea. Like, I don't think I've ever tried that, but I did hear a story from someone, um, recently, not a story. I mean, she was speaking truth, but just talking about how the word of God is alive and active. And she like woke up in the middle of the night one time and like heard like this word. And she's like, I like, is that a scripture? I don't know where I found that. Um, and it was something about like how the Lord like was buckling her in and she ended up finding some verse in Psalms that talked about like the Lord being your buckle and your guard or something. And she was like, I don't know when, I don't know when I heard that verse. I don't know when or where I read that verse, but she was like, at some point, maybe I heard it and I took it in and that was planted in my heart. And then it came out when it needed to come out. And so yeah. like the idea of just like having, um, mm. you know, having the word playing in the background or even just, you know, reading through whatever she wants you to read and then soaking that up, like God's going to use that how he how he wants. And so, um, you know, the, the Bible in a year is a really popular, and I'm not saying that that's a way that, that, that people shouldn't do that. But I think, um, I've heard a lot of women have a tendency to get caught up in like, oh, I didn't read my however many chapters. Yes. And it's like, really, it's just really freeing when you mm -hmm. like, that's, you know, that's not again, a problem to do, but when you can allow God to kind of lead you to how he wants to give you that word or how he wants to spend time with you, whether that's prayer or just in the silence or, or whatever, you know? So again, just that, that freedom is cool to hear about. Um, so one of the questions I was going to ask you was like, what has been the benefit of making your time uh, with the Lord a priority or just your relationship with him? Um, I don't know if that's the right question to ask, because I feel like, like, I know for me, I'm not, spending time with the Lord for my benefit, really. I mean, there's some there. Um, but what, what would you say has just been maybe the, the reward or the fruit of that or um, what you love most about just being with Jesus? Well, what comes to mind is uh, the scripture that says that there are things that accompany salvation. And mm -hmm. so as you get into the word, you see those things. And uh, again, my testimony is I was just a total mess when I came to Jesus and uh, needed so much healing, so much truth, uh, replacing lies. And uh, that was the benefit in my life. In fact, I uh, spent the first, I say, seven years, approximately seven years, where God was just really showing me things, lies that I believed or healing that was needed, things that had happened. And, you know, he showed himself to be the healer, the deliverer, whatever it was. And so those benefits came. I wouldn't have ever known that. You know, mm -hmm. I 
I was in a lifestyle that I hated, but I didn't know how to get out of. And mm -hmm. Jesus walked me out of that. But it was through being in his word and seeing things and thinking. I remember when I learned about forgiveness. And I know it sounds silly, but I didn't know you needed to forgive people. You know, I mean, the world doesn't teach us that. And seeing in Matthew where God said that he'd hand you over to the torturers if you didn't forgive. And I was like, oh, my gosh, God, you can't mean that. And he was like, I do mean it, but I only mean it because I love you and I want to see mm -hmm. you set free. And so uh, that that's been a huge thing in my life. And I would have never known that if I hadn't been in the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that reminds me of something you shared recently with our, our church body um, about the dam and uh, like pinpointing the maybe the hole where like the water is coming out. But like really, God wants to replace the whole the whole dam you know like uh he has a lot in his in, out of his goodness and his love for us like he wants to walk us through that and reveal those things to us and and yeah that comes through just communion with him and knowing him um so yeah i wish we had time for your whole story but i didn't you know and i told you this would be short so um do you ever have like dry seasons in your spiritual walk with the Lord or like just times when you're really going through the trial and like have trouble connecting with him or is that kind of a thing of the past for you? Yeah, but I do remember uh, younger when I knew that I was just getting lukewarm and I just had to say, you know, God, don't let me do that. <laughs> no. Mm -hmm. And he's taught me over the years that when I think I, I remember uh, because I lived on a farm and being out in the pasture one time and saying, God, I just feel like I'm one step away from being in your presence. Just And I take that one step and I'm still one step away. And he just uh, spoke to my heart about the fact that it didn't depend on me taking that step, that I just needed to stop. I was under law so to speak I just thought I had to do this and this and this and this and if I got to being perfect I could come into his presence and uh, he was like you need to just lay that down and just know that you are in my presence right now and it just broke through something it you know just that fear I guess of I would never be perfect enough to be worthy of God's love and he he broke through that and so I think those dry spells sometimes he wants to show us something and the only way he can do it is allow the circumstance or the feelings or whatever to come to the surface so that then he can show us the truth about that and set us free so there have been times but I've noticed even I said he woke me up. Well, the first of the three nights, it was because I had something before him. And it was like, God, I don't understand this. Would you speak to me? Would you speak to me? And then he woke me up and he was like, this is the answer to what you've been asking. And uh, so he just allows circumstances to come into our lives lots of times because he wants, he knows there's an area in our lives that needs to be set free. And in James, it says it is the embedded word of God that saves our soul. You know, our spirit is saved immediately, but we take our emotions and our lies and all of that kind of junk with us when we uh, walk into our new life and he needs to save us from that. And it's, it's the embedded word. There's nothing else that'll save us from that. Mm -hmm. That's so true. It's not our works or our doing or our, our steps, you know, like he's already yeah. in us. He's gifted to us. And just a matter of like being open to him showing, showing us, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I was joking with some friends recently at Bible study. Uh, one of my prayers had been like, Lord, just, I want you to convict me. Like, just convict me. Like I want to re repent of things. I know I'm a mess. And, and I, the week later I was like, if you want God to convict you, 
just ask and he'll do it. Like that was the quickest answer prayer I've ever had in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like a whole list of things. And I was like, okay, I guess, you know, asking you shall receive, but it was like, it was so good. Cause I was like, thank you. Like, thank you for showing me like what I can bring to you and like what you want to teach me and that. And, um, kind of just so, so good, you know, he's, we're never going to be perfect, but he always loves us, you know, so, his goodness is so good. So, um, so to go ahead and close, what final word of um, like encouragement or advice would you give to women who are listening who maybe uh, feel like they're in a dry season or like they're struggling to connect with the Lord? Well, I think that one thing is that God doesn't want your time. He wants your heart. Mm -hmm. And if he has your heart, he'll have your time when the time is needed to be had. He'll show you things when he needs to show you things. And so it's not about having to do this or do that. It is just saying, God, you have my heart. You know, I feel dry. I feel this. I feel unworthy. I feel whatever. But I just want you to know you have my heart. And so take it and do whatever needs to be done in it in order for me to receive that life, you know, that abundant, abundant life that he so longs to give us. He's all about relationship. You know, that's uh, otherwise he would have never sent his son, you know, but he sent him because he wanted a relationship with us, not, not perfection. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Thank you, Nancy. And thank you again for being here and just taking the time out of your day to come and share um, what the Lord put on your heart. Um, so yeah, I just really appreciate it and know that those listening will be, be blessed by it as well. So thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for letting me share. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And I also hope that you received some wisdom or some revelation um, just in your own life and how you can apply this to your walk with the Lord. I do have a special gift for you. There is a guide I put together called a five-day guide to spending time with Jesus. So if you are wanting to experience something like what these women have or just have an experience with the Lord and um, really learn what that time is going to look like for you, um, then you'll want to sign up for that guide. It is in the episode notes where you can download it and you'll receive five emails um, throughout the next five days on how you can spend time with the Lord. So There'll be some practical biblical guidance in there, some encouragement to help you um, just be intentional, but also to fuel your desire for the Lord. So again, that is in the episode notes if you want to download that. Um, but I hope that you are all blessed by this and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at micah.tice, that's M-I-C-A-E-H period T-I-C-E, or on facebook.com backslash she pursues. Stay tuned for more episodes.